Stacy Kay shares her powerful journey from facing an unplanned pregnancy and judgment in her church to overcoming an abusive marriage through faith and prayer. You know, you faced an unplanned pregnancy at a young age. Can you talk about that a little bit? And so when I became pregnant, um, it was, it was a kind of odd because I was excited. I was happy. I was ready to get out of my little bitty town and move on. I thought, you know, this, this man that I love, we're going to get married. We're high school sweethearts. We're going to get married. We're going to live this fairy tale life. But then on the other hand, you know, it, it was very, you know, it was damaging to my testimony as a Christian uh, because everyone knew, and we lived in this very tiny town. And so it was very, you know, full of gossip and um, people coming to tell me how I disappointed them and how I had basically, you know, ruined my life. It was a, it was just such a weird time because on the inside, I mean, I, of course I was, I was sad because of how I hurt my parents and, and everything, but on, but then I was also happy because I was moving forward in my life, you know, in my mind, in my 18 year old mind. <laughs> and so it was very difficult and no one in my church even came to see me. And, you know, I was there every time the doors were open. I was part of my youth group. I was part of the bus ministry, my pastor, my youth pastor, my Sunday school teacher. No one came to even talk to me and, and try to encourage me to get, you know, to get back on track and to, you know, repent and all of the things. And so it, it was just such a strange time in my life. And it kind of started me on this little path for a little bit of, you know, not wanting to go to church. I always loved God. I've always been um, a follower of Christ. And there was never a question of that, but there was a question of whether I wanted to be part of the organized church and actually be part of that because of the way that the reaction was. And, you know, cause it just wasn't what I expected and, and what I had always learned it should look like. Yeah. You know, what's sad is that, you know, that, that in church, their, their judgments, you know, and, and people feel judged. And that's why a lot of times they'll leave church. Mm -hmm. Now I know I'm speaking to somebody out there who must be going through this as well, because, you know, maybe they had something going on in their life and they went to the church and they were expecting, you know, for people to, you know, come alongside them and it just mm -hmm. didn't happen as, as for you. So, um, so then you had to face an abusive marriage as you went along mm -hmm. and how did Jesus carry you through that? So yeah, that, that kind of came out of the blue. I really didn't have any um, indication that, that he was going to become so controlling and abusive. And it was, you know, partially physical. A lot of it was mental and emotional and just verbal and just, you know, over and over. And, you know, by the time that, that we separated and we were no longer together, I really and truly felt like the things that he said were true, that I was unlovable and I was just this horrible, you know, this awful person. And, um, I was really broken. And so I, I remember just praying to God and just really starting to read my Bible and starting to really spend time with him and just remembering like who I am, who I am in Christ and, and who he made me to be. And I was, you know, that was not the person that my ex-husband said that I was. So if somebody's going through something like that right now, how can you help them? What can you say? I mean, I would say to really get serious about your relationship with God, because it's, you're not alone. And you're not 
the the person that is that's that's being abused you're not you know you're strong and you can move forward you just have to remember that and you have to get i think you have to gather that inner strength and then you have to also harness you know the tools that god gave you spend time in your bible and grow that relationship it's not just about knowing who god is or that knowing that god is there it's about really believing it really holding on to it and really having that faith that no matter what I, I have God, God has me. He's going to carry me through this. I just have to focus my eyes on him and keep moving forward. So that I would know, maybe the audience might be interested in knowing how did you get away from an abusive marriage? You know, it kind of came to a head one day. Um, we had had a, a fight and he, he basically, I was seven months pregnant. He had already told me he did not want to be married. And I was just really trying to, to keep the marriage together because I, I came from a family that we didn't believe in divorce. No one was divorced in my family. And so I thought that, you know, that that it was complete failure, that it's, you know, it's unbiblical. You can't, you can't do it. But, you know, he actually picked me up by my neck off the ground while I'm pregnant. And um, my daughter, I thought she hadn't seen it because it was dark, but my daughter said to me, why daddy hurt your neck? She was three years old. And I decided at that moment that I was not, going to allow my children to see that they were not going to grow up in a home where their mother was mistreated or that I might even not be there. You know, he might snap one day and I not even, you know, they end up not having me. So I really had to make that decision on my own and say, I'm not doing this. I'm not going back. And I did, I did. I just, that, that did it for me. Well, there's no healthy marriage out there that, that puts up with that kind of abuse. That's for sure. Through all this, why does it really matter if you forgive someone who's wronged you? So that was really difficult for me. And I hold, I held on to the, my anger and resentment for a lot of years. I had already um, found a wonderful man who I love. We've been married for 31 years now. Um, we had been together for a while and we had two children of our own. And so we had four children all together. And my, my oldest two that, that were for my ex-husband, they would have to go for visitations, you know, on the weekends and in the summer. And it felt like they were always doing, you know, his, his wife and, and him were always doing things to just push, you know, buttons. And I just would get so angry and I would blow up and we would have words back and forth. And, um, but one day I had just, I had called him up because he did something and I really let him have it. And I got off the phone and I felt so convicted. I just felt, I just felt horribly convicted of the way that I had behaved. And I just really went and I I prayed and then I felt like, you know what? I have to let this go. I just, I can't live like this anymore. I can't let this control me. And so, cause I thought that it was, you know, I was showing strength by just being strong and just muscling through it. But really what I found, so I called up my ex-husband and I just said, listen, you and I are relating to one another as if, you know, we're still the same people from years ago. We don't know each other anymore. We are only connected through our children. We don't, you know, I don't know you, you don't know me. And I just want you to know that I am forgiving you for everything that you've done, everything that you've said, it's all behind me. I'm not going to focus on it. I'm not going to think about it anymore. And I'm asking you to forgive me for everything that I've done. And, um, and he just 
said, okay, you know, I'm sure he thought, well, this, you know, this will last until the next time she gets mad. But I did, I, I, I let it go and it completely changed me. And I didn't realize even at the time that I was doing it, that the forgiveness was for me. I thought I was letting him off the hook. And I thought I was just, you know, I'm just going to let this go and I'm just going to move forward. But by actually truly forgiving him, it freed me. And I was no longer angry and I was no longer, you know, he didn't have power over me anymore. And Mm -hmm. so it's so freeing. So I think it's super important that you remember that, you know, forgiving somebody is for you. It's not for the person that you're forgiving because it lets you be free from all of that harbor, you know, that resentment that you're harboring and all that anger that you're, that you have built up. So I think that's really important. And Jesus teaches us to forgive, right? So it's so important to do that. Yes. So, um, so you say God sees us, loves us deeply, flaw, flaws and all. Right. That's hard for someone, you know, who's, who is, who is very down on themselves. Yes. So do you want to speak into that a little bit? I came to Jesus as a, I would say like eight years old, nine years old, elementary school. And I knew Jesus. I did all the right things, you know, and then, but then guess what? I messed up and that's not the only time I messed up. There were lots of times that I messed up and I know people who have come from all kinds of different backgrounds. And if you really know the teachings of Jesus and you really focus on, on who he spent time with, he didn't spend time with the the high and mighty and the righteous and all that. He spent time with the sinners. Those were the people that he wanted to, to, to like pour into because he loved them and he knew what they, what's inside of them, just like he does for us. He sees us and he knows us and he really wants a relationship with us no matter what we've done. And so I think that we need to remember like, who was Jesus? Cause he's our example and he loved to spend time with sinners and he loved to show how much he loved them and how much he, you know, cared for them just as much as he did, you know, the people who, who were following him. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how can someone walk a friend through a similar situation of yours? We should come alongside them. And I had a friend who, who did that. She was um, living kind of a lifestyle that people, you know, were, she was afraid I wouldn't even want to be around her when I found out what was happening. And I, I said, listen, I love you no matter what you do, no matter what. And Jesus loves you. What you're doing is wrong. And you know that it's wrong and, you know, and I can show you in the Bible and we can talk about that, but I love you as a person and I'm here for you. And when you're ready to get back, you know, then I'm here for you. And so, and that's exactly what happened. And when she was ready to kind of move away from that lifestyle, she Mm -hmm. called me, she said, I need help. I want out. I don't want to be here anymore, but I can't get out by myself. So I dropped what I was doing and I went and I got her. And so that's kind of, I think that's how you that's what you do as a friend, right? That's how you show Jesus here on earth. Yes. And you know, there's so many people now, this is where I I read this somewhere where it said, uh, if you're agreeing with someone, you know, and just like, you know, say, Oh, it's going to be okay. Instead of telling them, Hey, what you're doing, where you're walking is wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's really coming alongside someone and telling them the truth about their life. Mm -hmm. And that is more appreciated. They may not like to hear it, Right. But, but, you know, they have to know that they're walking in the wrong way Mm -hmm. and that, you know, that there is a way out and there's another way to walk. So another thing that you said was that God doesn't intend us to be sad, lonely, or miserable. Why do you say that? 
we're supposed to be sharing the good news and it's good news, right? And we're supposed to be telling other people about Jesus. So in order to do that, I think we have to be joyful as a Christian. You have, even though you're not always happy, you always have joy and you Mm -hmm. always have peace. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is so important to to teach people because in this world where people are, it's so broken and there's so much bad and evil that's going on. I I mean, it's easy for people to get sucked into that and, and get really down. But as a Christian, knowing that this is not the end, we know how it ends and it's good, you know? So we have to be able to tell that to people and show that to people so that they want to be part of that and that they want to have a relationship with Jesus and go to heaven too. Yes, exactly. We want to be the light and salt to them, right? Right. So now I, I got to ask you this one last question. Um, at one point, you felt like the enemy had derailed you uh, by help by, by not helping other women in your church. Why? What happened? I would look around and I would see other women that I felt like they never did anything wrong, you know, and I didn't, I couldn't look behind their curtain. So I have no idea, but this was my flawed thinking. I would look at them and I'd be like, they are a perfect example. And Jesus, you know, God can use them so, so well because they've never made a mistake and they've done all these things. And I never felt like, you know, at that point, I didn't feel like God could really use me. I didn't feel like that. Um, I felt ashamed of my story and I kind of kept it to myself. And the reason I was ashamed was that because of that judgment that I felt from the church. Right. And because as soon as you tell somebody in the church that you're divorced, they automatically think things about you. They don't even know you, but they, you know, you feel like you're put into this box. Oh, you're divorced. Oh, you you can't be a deacon. Oh, you can't do that. You know, you can't do these things in our church. And so you automatically feel that judgment. And so I kept that to myself and I only shared that with, you know, my very close friends. It was a growth process for me to get to where, you know what? This is my story. These are the stories that I told in this book there. I feel like they're God's stories of how he carried me and how he, you know, healed me. You know, I was completely broken. I made a mistake. I went down this path. I was completely broken. He restored me completely. He gave me a beautiful life. I'm so blessed. And I, I think that, you know, I have to turn around and I have to help other people who are going through things. Don't try to pretend like, oh, I'm, I've always had the beautiful, perfect life. I've never made mistakes. I, you know, I don't think that that's right. I think we need to be transparent because in, in doing that, we're able to help other people because when you're that person who's made a mistake and you feel broken, you don't feel like you don't feel beautiful. You don't feel loved. You don't feel like God wants to use you. And so I think that um, opening up that curtain and really being real with people and being honest about what your life has been and where you've been and where you are now and how somebody else could also do that. I mean, God can do the same for you that he's done for me. And he would love to do the same for you. You just have to have that relationship and you just have to really, you know, try that. That's all you have to do. You just have to pray. You have to read your Bible. You have to follow God and he's going to, he'll pull you through it and he'll get you to that, to that point. You know, Stacy's book, Damaged Goods, a devotional for the slightly imperfect, shares her experiences and insights to help others navigate their own challenges and find hope and healing through faith and self-discovery. And it has reflective questions mm-hmm. and the and Bible verses at the end of each chapter. Um, how can they find out more about you? 
Um, I have a website. It's stacykbooks.com and uh, the book's available on Amazon. And you can connect with me on any like social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram are the, the two big ones that, that I'm on. So what would you like to leave my audience with today? God sees you, he knows you, and he loves you. And all you have to do is, is focus on that and focus on, on God and he will heal you if you need healing or whatever it is that you need. Just remember that he is there and you are never, ever, ever alone. Well, thanks for watching. Share your thoughts on our conversation and visit the call with nancycebedo.com to learn more about what we do here on the call. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Your support means so much to us.